everyone and welcome to another episode of Conversation of Change. My name is Karen and I'm a change maker with Make the Change. We're a social enterprise in Singapore uh, offering learning programs to tertiary students and persons with disabilities. And we also offer creative services to businesses as well as educating corporates about creating lasting impacts and attaining their targeted CSR goals. So in today's episode, we'll be exploring the inclusive hiring landscape in the context of SMEs and we'll also talk about some misconceptions and challenges that come with it. In this episode, we'll also be sharing about a toolkit that Make the Change has co-created with Race Singapore for Race to better guide businesses in the process of inclusive hiring. So just a quick fact, social enterprises are indeed businesses for good and one of the top impact areas that social enterprises in Singapore commit to is the provision of employment opportunities to the disadvantaged groups. However, we know that the journey to becoming an inclusive employer is not one that happens overnight. And with this toolkit, Raise hopes to shed light on the benefits, challenges, and provide a practical approach to helping companies along the journey. So with me to give us more insights into this topic is our guest, Hide, who's the director of Hand Creations, an agency that specializes in visual merchandising and experiential activation. So hi, Hide. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, thank you for having me on today's program. Right. So to kick things off, uh, I'd just like to share a Straits Times article that I came across uh, that said that Enabling Employment Credit, which is a wage support scheme, um, that was introduced in 2021 has more than 5,200 employers that benefited from it and they collectively employ more than 8,600 uh, Singaporeans with disabilities. And then I came across an article um, in the Business Times which you were quoted um, sharing, um, you said it is not as daunting as it sounds talking about inclusive hiring and you will soon recognize that it is beneficial to your business in the long run. So as someone who is running a company that is an advocate for inclusive hiring, can you just share with us why your company hires inclusive talent and what's, what are some of the benefits that come along with it? Uh, well, basically, hand creations um, support two areas uh, of impact. Um, we support people and planet. And under the people umbrella, we have uh, inclusive hiring that's part of it. And this, this, this area of work, we work with uh, various organizations to identify, employ, and, and train some of these personnel. Um, and the reason why um, we started out on this inclusive hiring journey is because there was a, a labor shortage uh, for our operational positions. Um, this is sometime in 2013, 2014. And that led us to explore um, recruitment through um, Yellow Ribbon. Uh, it started in 2014 and one of the highest that uh, uh, that came in in 2015 actually stayed with us till, till now. And um, obviously to uh, look into some of the um, skills that they have that they can meet the job role in the company. So um, for example, we had one uh, hearing impaired designer um, who had the necessary design software skills and he could operate um, most of the large format printers, and it's highly functional in, in his job, um, despite the, the uh, disability. Um, some of the benefits actually that, that, we, that, we, that we have uh, received so far, I mean, uh, uh, experience, right, um, is higher employee retention rate and um, redu reduction of uh, employee turnover. Uh, most of these um, 
hires that we, we receive from previous organizations, they tend to stay on the job a lot longer and um, uh, we have less uh, issues with them in terms of um, work performance. Mm. Um, and also, it helps to build an inclusive culture and with empathy within the organization, right? So, um, like recently, we hired uh, this designer who has autism and we, we did a short uh, workshop between trampoline and the designer. Um, this helped to bring awareness uh, in terms of some of the misconception about autism uh, into the workplace. And I, I think some of the staff internally actually benefited from that workshop. Mm-hmm. And, and also, um, lastly, obviously, is to enhance a company's reputation and, and branding. Um, recently, we've, we spoke to clients and they, we talked about inclusive hiring and um, they're very supportive of, of this initiative and they, they would like to uh, work with us on, on other projects that you know, could bring in more uh, inclusive talents in, into, the, into the work. Mm. I think it's very interesting that you shared that they have a higher retention rate as compared to the usual employees. So yes. I think that's, that's a great insight, great benefit. Um, so as I mentioned earlier to our listeners, uh, Race has already launched this toolkit, which we hope uh, companies can use as a guide to get started and navigate through the possible challenges. So uh, for you, Hide, can you just share what were some of the initial challenges or concerns that you faced when you first ventured into hiring these inclusive talents? Uh, well, we started out with Yellow Ribbon and when I spoke to my other partners in, in, in the company, uh, definitely there was pushback and concerns from uh, from them, um, as well as my, my hiring manager, as well as the, the, the supervisor who was going to supervise this, this person, um, who happened to be an ex-offender. Um, and obviously they raised like issues like whether if they're going to have any attendance problems, um, whether if their work performance will be on par with, with the rest, um, I mean, there are a lot of uh, uh, concerns that they raise, which are valid, and um, we we try to mitigate it by by addressing these issues with the organizations that we are working with, um, so that we can alleviate certain fears. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, also another challenge is also managing um, hires uh, previously from Yellow Ribbon without a job coach, because um, we did hire as far back as. 2014, um, and back then there wasn't a lot of support system in, in place. Um, it was a direct hire and we had to manage the, the talent uh, directly. Um, so that was one of the, 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 the challenges that, that, that we faced. Right. Um, and since you guys started hiring way back in 2014, and you mentioned during that time, there was not that many frameworks or even toolkits for you to look to. Um, mm. And when we talk about talent progression, which is important for every employed person, uh, mm. what, what were some learning points over the course of the years to ensure that there, in, there is indeed talent learning and development for the, the inclusive talents? Um, well, basically for, for us as a company culture, the, the talents that come into the different departments, um, they will be mentored by a senior. Um, to understand the, the workflow and understand the, the company's um, resources and capabilities. Um, and then they will be placed into like different departments because we have like a printing department and a, a production arm, right? So they would put into different areas to understand what's um, the work process and what are the tools that we have. And that's, that's really pretty much on the job training that they will get. 
And we are also uh, onboarding our staff in stages onto the NTUC L Hub uh, go for online courses to upgrade their own uh, personal and, and professional uh, areas. Uh, so these are the areas that, that, that we have in the pipeline for um, in terms of talent training and progression. Mm-hmm. And did you have to sort of relook at the scope or redesign certain jobs to tailor fit to some of your uh, inclusive talents? Uh, we didn't have to redesign a lot of the work. Um, I mean, most of the hires that, that we brought in, um, they would actually have to come in for interview and, and look through the workplace and uh, maybe raise any uh, challenges that they may face uh, if they come in to work with us in terms of access to the, to the building and um, whether if they how they communicate with the staff um, then we would consider whether your replacement is uh, successful mm. um, but other than that uh, there's not much job redesign that we need to do in terms of uh, catering to them right right that's uh that's very, very positive to hear. Um, and that, that's on the perspective of inclusive talent. But what about your employees within the company? Did they have to be like prepped beforehand? Did they go through some workshop or training to better understand uh, how to best work with? Yeah, so, so for um, the recent hire that we had from uh, Trampoline, um, the, the two immediate um, supervisors uh, are being uh, trained by Trampoline on a separate workshop. Um, to go through like certain uh, th- risks to identify in terms of um, uh, managing somebody with autism. Mm. And I think this was very helpful because it, it kind of uh, get them into a proper f- uh, uh, framework, right? In terms of how, how they would work with somebody with autism. Uh, and I think that's very helpful because um, if they didn't have that session, right, it might be a, a bit of a, a, a uh, a big jump for them to, to manage somebody with autism, which they may not get to experience on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, definitely. I think especially um, talking about someone who uh, deals with um, mental uh, disabilities uh, is mm. not as straightforward as someone with you know, physical disabilities. So I think it's great that your company has that uh, training for your managers. Mm. Um, and you know, on this topic about how you first started inclusive hiring, uh, some people or companies might find it difficult to be convinced because it's easier to preach the best practices than apply them into action. So perhaps uh, you can share with us one memorable incident where one of your inclusive talents actually proved to be a value creator and not a cost center. Um, to be honest, actually, I, I view all our um, hires and our talents here as uh, value creators. Um, there's, there's no one person here that we consider as a call center because everybody is, uh, is building in their own way uh, in terms of our company's capabilities. Mm. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we, we treat whether um, the regular staff, the regular hires that we have from the open market to foreign workers that we have um, and, and also inclusive hiring, I, I think we treat all of them on a very fair, plain uh, basis, and they all exceed in, in their own scope of work. So I, I don't think it's um, fair for me to say that they, they, they perform differently from the rest. Right. Well, thanks for sharing that, uh, Hide. 
Uh, so it does seem like your company, Ham Creations, does have a very strong fa- framework right now in place to support the inclusive talents based on what you've just shared. And in this race toolkit that we co-created, there's actually a framework on empathy mapping. So uh, companies can use that as a guide to take on the perspective of all the stakeholders to have a better sense of what he or she may be thinking, feeling, seeing, doing uh, during this process. So um, I guess I have two questions here. Firstly, did you have a similar framework in, in place when you guys were doing this process? And also, um, were there any moments of deep distress when you felt like giving up because uh you know some some things are too hard to 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 face head on for this and also were there some support systems that help you overcome um the negativity um because we started hiring um, from yellow ribbon as far back as 2014 there wasn't a, a framework for us to understand how we should go about doing it um, and I, I think definitely the toolkit that Race has uh, co-created with, with, with you guys, right? Mm. Um, is and I've gone through that that the entire presentation and framework. I think it's a excellent tool for any SMEs that's looking to go into inclusive hiring. They can understand the challenges that they may face and the resources out there that's available for them to tap on because back then when we were doing it we we, we, we didn't know where to go and how to approach it um <clears throat> i think it's, it's definitely we're moving that in the right direction in terms of inclusive hiring uh mm-hmm. and in terms of the support system that, that uh, you guys are putting in place mm-hmm. um and in terms of the uh moments of like distress right i mean we i mean we do encounter i mean we had one operations operational staff that we hired in uh, 2014 and we entrusted him um and he rose to become operations supervisor right um but he later fought the wagon and he got back into substance abuse and, and mm. which led to uh, making wrong decisions and he had to go back for uh, rehab um and obviously that disrupted our operations right and uh, I mean, and we also had to deal with like personal issues that also their own personal issues that took a toll on their, their work performance. So back then we didn't have a, a job coach or counselor to help us in terms of that. So I think we see that right now the whole ecosystem is, is getting stronger and we have people who can help mitigate some, some of these issues that we have between employers and employees. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we see such issues as, as part and parcel of the challenges that all SMEs have to, have to face mm. and find ways to, to, to resolve it. Um, but it doesn't deter us from giving up uh, efforts to, to do inclusive hiring. Um, right. I think we just view it as one of the challenges that we have to face as a SME owner. Right. I guess uh, what you mentioned is growing pains. You learn as you grow through all these uh, mm-hmm. tough times and then you navigate along the way. Thanks so much for sharing uh, that, Hide. And I just wanted to uh, share to our listeners um, that social enterprises, they actually commit 20% uh, in terms of employment for disadvantaged groups. So for like myself and Make the Change, I work closely with colleagues who are inclusive talents themselves. And for SMEs out there, we would highly encourage you to take the first step into inclusive hiring. And who knows, you can strive towards a 20% benchmark over time like social enterprises. So with that being said, uh, Hede, what would be your top three advice in summary for-
for SMEs and also MNCs who are keen to start hiring inclusive talents with the help of the toolkit? Um, I'm just going to keep it short for the three advice that I have for any SMEs or MNCs who are looking to uh, start this inclusive hiring journey. I think number one, um, you need to get approval and buy-in from all your stakeholders, including the direct supervisors and mentors um, to, to undergo inclusive hiring training. Um, this, this would help uh, get everybody in the same uh, frame, frame of mind. Uh, number two, uh, baby steps. Um, organizations like Trampoline, which we work with, offer uh, uh, personnel to do on contract outsourcing basis. So you can try them out for a month and see how uh, the, everybody reacts around, around him and how the management uh, uh, feel it. Uh, before you, you go into hiring the, the talent on a full-time basis. So you can take baby steps. Uh, and number three, obviously, engage closely with the, the job coach or, and counsellor because they are your extended HR and they can help you to mediate personal and work issues um, that they may face when they come into a new work, workplace. Right. Yep. So those were Hilde's top three advisors for our listeners out there. Um, I think... After so much that you've shared, I think uh, some main takeaways for me would be um, to ensure, like you mentioned, your stakeholders and management are, are in the know and are in support of it. And then secondly, it's very important for as uh, managers as well to go through relevant training um, to best navigate how to deal with their inclusive hiring uh, colleagues, especially if uh, they are uh, dealing with some uh, mental challenges. Um, so I would really like to thank you so much, Hide, for your time and sharing today. I think that Ham Creations is a very inspirational company to look up to, you know, especially since you guys started without any resources and help. And I firmly believe now with this toolkit in place, um, the companies out there would have hopefully a, a smoother time onboarding and adopting this process. Yes, I'm pretty sure that the, the, the toolkit will be an excellent uh, help for them to, to uh, start on this inclusive hiring journey. And I would recommend uh, all SMEs and MNCs to have a look at the toolkit um, and, and realize that it's, it is really not as difficult, um, including somebody with, uh, who's from a disadvantaged background uh, into your workforce. Hmm. Thank you so much for that, Hidi. And uh, to our dear listeners, if you're interested in finding out more about inclusive hiring, how to go about doing it, you can find this toolkit that we've been talking about on Razor's website at www.raze.sg and it's under the Resources tab. And also head over to our website at makethechange.sg for more information on how we do business for good. And stay tuned to the next episode of Conversation of Change. Goodbye.